I wipe my hands when I get home. I make sure to wash my hands. Are we still doing those things? Yeah. And we've let our guard down. I haven't washed my hands since 2021. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> now she's got the sanitizer back on. No. of the Visiting Nurses Association with CEO, Dr. Carol Patrick. So it also occurs to me, are they doing some almost like in-house triage to some extent? Or is the, the diagnosis is made and they know what they need to do? Or are they observing the person in their home and going, actually, what they said there isn't really going on and have to make mm-hmm. adjustments. I would think there's a million yeah, variables there, to the nurse in the field. There are so many adjustments that are made on the fly. Right. And I have just an incredible respect for our nurses who work here because, first of all, it's not for everyone. Be a patient and, person to yeah. deal well, with, and, and, with a lot of this. You know, nurses can write their own tickets a lot of places, right. and I want them to do that. They are so incredibly valuable. But some have a heart, an absolute heart, to come here and work with this population. But what we see, and this is where our expertise really shines through, are those social determinants of health, right, that's beyond the physical. So what am I seeing in the home? Is there food insecurity? And then I have a partner in Together Inc. that I can lead them to to help with food um, or a food bank that I can lead them to. Are there mental health issues that we weren't aware of before? And who do we partner with to make sure they're getting what they need? So that's interesting. You've got a, a bit of the same. It's a little bit of modernization and connecting to all the organizations that right. there are a lot in Omaha that I've thought about this just since I've been doing this. And I've done some episodes with Share Omaha and some of those folks. But sometimes I am amazed at how many different things there are. And, and sometimes there isn't that like hub to... You go, maybe Mm -hmm. that person could work with that person. Are there medication management issues? Are there other people in the home who may be causing additional stress, trauma? That's what I was thinking, codependency and emotional abuse and all sorts of... They're dealing with all these challenges from substance abuse to just outright loneliness. I'm sure a lot of them are the the only person maybe that some of these people are seeing semi-regularly and... How do you give them the conversation and the bedside manner, I guess you'd call it, but without being overwhelmed by, we know some people will just have a million things for people to do that are helpful and nice and maybe can get a bit taken advantage of in some way. But is it considered something when the nurse starts? Is it a longer term thing or is it all over the map or is this something that's a shorter run for people or is it all what the nurse that is a visiting nurse who is that person completely depends on the situation and there are times for example we have a few of our nurses and their expertise is after a baby is born if there's any type of trauma that's happening there if there's something going on with baby or mom the doctor will send one of our nurses into the home to address that. Yeah. And that can be a shorter term situation. 
some, like with some of the homes, are elderly within the community. We have very long-term relationships with them. We have one home health aide who regularly takes, there's a woman she's been serving for years, and she loves Dairy Queen, so she takes her ice cream cone every time she goes over there as a special treat because this woman doesn't leave her house. And those are the relationships, the bonds that are built and then this opportunity we have with families as we've walked them through the birth of their child and, and a healthy pregnancy when we get to stay with that family for up to those five years if they want us alongside them what an amazing opportunity yeah yeah that's incredible as you got through i guess you weren't in the ceo role during covid but was oh. that difficult on all fronts i'm oh. sure or was the fundraising How did you get through that, and how did the nurses get through that? (laughs) Yeah, the biggest thing, first and foremost, was figuring out how to be safe ourselves and how to teach our clients and our partners to be safe. Yeah. Once our nurses were trained, like our shelter nurses sometimes then took that training that they had into the shelter staff to help them understand. And as you might imagine, in a shelter format where people are in congregate housing, COVID can spread quickly. So going to extra measures there. So first of all, was the safety of that factor. We also, we became the primary source for giving COVID immunizations through Douglas County uh, Health. And that was great. We did in this very parking lot, we did drive-through COVID shots. So people could just, we had the nurse standing out there. All you had to do was stick your arm outside the car. You got your shot. You could sit for that 10 minutes or so that you needed to in the parking lot. And then you were on your way. Never had to get out of your car. Fundraising during that time, once again, I... The, the love I have for this community and how generous this community is. And that goes from the foundations, the corporations, major donors, just everyone really stood up yeah. during that time and right. made sure that we had what we needed. We had places that were sending us masks. Here's a box of masks. Here's hand sanitizer. Here's just everything you need. Right. A lot of donations that came in that regard. And as difficult of a a time period as that was for all of us, this community just, gosh, they made it. They were amazing. Yeah. And plagues and things through history adjust, whether it's sewer system or drinking water, there's usually at the end of it a big societal change that we take for granted later on. But the reason they did it was because they had to. What's your perspective from your position on post-COVID and the nurses? We know there's been vaccine skepticism that's kicked up, so it's Mm -hmm. not just like everybody banded together and we got through it. There's probably going to be negative ramifications for years to come because of that. But all in all, do you have a take on what the nurses see, hand sanitizer, and that Mm -hmm. was there a big change that we can't see the forest for the trees because we're still living through it, that you go, oh, after Mm -hmm. COVID, a lot of people blank. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing that comes top to mind. Flu immunizations, which we do a lot of every yeah. year, the number of instances of flu went way down Right. when everybody was being conscious of washing You're their right. hands and wearing a mask. Yep. And of course, we like to think that everybody washes their hands when they're supposed to. Of course. <laughs> I have to think that um, or I can't get through the day. But it's amazing because you take that to today 
And what we're seeing is people who are coming down with COVID today is generally because they've been a little bit reckless. Right. They either, and not that folks need to be wearing the masks around, but it's okay. After you go to the grocery store, I have hand sanitizer in my car. Yeah. Right. I, I do a couple pumps, but yeah, it's keeping up some of those practices so, right. so we can stay healthy because we're seeing long COVID is still out there yeah. impacting folks. And it's still, for those who have had it and experienced it, it's not a fun thing to get COVID. Yeah. The nurses, when they become a visiting nurse, uh, do they have an understanding of if it's in a shelter-related environment, or are they cycling through house call type things or yeah no they're hired very specific to the need and to what they do right yeah yeah that makes sense and how long's the longest nurse you've had we currently have some nurses here who have been here 35 years and when i first interviewed for this job that was such a calling to me when i talked to folks and even interviewed with some of the folks who were in leadership at that time who had been here 25 30 35 years And to me, that says something for the organization that you are so committed to stay that length of time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Any final thoughts? I'll open the floor to you. Art and Soup is the one and only fundraiser that we do for Sunday, March 10th. We're at Omaha Design Center, 2 to 5. All of the money that we raise places our VNA nurses in local homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, and group maternity homes. vnatoday.org backslash art and soup. You can get tickets if you, we're always looking for corporate sponsors, if that's sure. something you'd like to do, if you'd like to volunteer. Sunday, March 10th, Sunday, two March to five. 10th. Please join us. Yes, and we will link again on the newsletter side, Dr. Carol Patrick, thank you. Thank you.